KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. The Supreme Court has been in the headlines a lot as of late, and we have also been hearing a lot about the wife of a Supreme Court justice. Ginny Thomas is the wife of Clarence Thomas, and she has been in the news because her name keeps popping up in connection with former President Donald Trump's exhaustive work to overturn a free and fair election he lost, and also in connection with January 6th. So this seems unprecedented, is it? What does this do to the court's legitimacy and what can be done about it? For this conversation, we spoke with Craig Green, a professor of law at Temple University's Beasley School of Law. So it seems like every couple of days there are new revelations about Ginny Thomas connections to the 1-6 insurrection. We're kind of in uncharted territory here, aren't we, with a wife of a Supreme Court justice being caught up in something like this, even if it's peripherally? We are. And uh, there's a lot of different aspects to this. There haven't been Supreme Court justices with spouses as politically active as Ginny Thomas. So that's one thing. This is not ordinary. The wives of judges, the uh, uh, husbands of judges, uh, these are people who over the course of history have not been politically involved. But let's not forget the thing that's really unprecedented, most unprecedented about all of this is January 6th. And so that event is so remarkable in American history that Ginny Thomas is not just an ordinary person involved in politics. She has these evolving and developing and emerging links to one of the most disruptive political events in probably a hundred years. And so I think that's unprecedented. And then to make things worse, there's one other unprecedented thing. And that is, of course, another thing that's happening day by day is the U.S. Supreme Court is tearing up established constitutional precedents that regular Americans have taken for granted concerning, for example, of course, uh, Roe v. Wade and abortion, but also including, of course, Uh, reasonable gun regulations and restrictions. And what doesn't get hardly much press is overruling Miranda warnings in criminal prosecutions. In a decade ago, overruling Miranda, you have the right to remain silent, would have been front page news. Now you can hardly find it because it has to get in line behind radical reformation of American law. So those three things are all happening at once. Unprecedented, uh, Jenny Thomas being political, unprecedented, January 6th, unprecedented, substantive, radical revisions by the court. And on top of that, rare, not unprecedented, but rare levels of political schism throughout the country generally. So everything has this very agitated, knife edge feel to it. And on top of that knife edge, you have a lot of really, really sensitive stuff happening in multiple dimensions all at the same time. I'm curious, does anybody care about this? And when I say anybody, I mean anybody in power. It seems like people are uncomfortable trying to address it. I mean, you never hear anything from the Supreme Court, you know, of, you know, outside of rulings and stuff like that. But This is just, to me as a layman, this just seems so bad and so bizarre and kind of undercuts any kind of credibility 
Does anybody care? There are two things about that, uh, insiders and outsiders. So insiders have known that Clarence Thomas has been Clarence Thomas now for a very long time. And he's been married to Jenny Thomas the whole time. So the relationship of Clarence Thomas, Jenny Thomas's political uh, bent, uh, Clarence Thomas is not in any way associated with January 6th or this sort of political activity, but he is a very conservative justice. He may be the most conservative justice on the most conservative Supreme Court, again, in 100 years. So everybody on the inside knows about Clarence Thomas's political leanings, his political convictions, his judicial philosophy, and how those things all line up. And he gives speeches at the Federalist Society and at uh, all kinds of other conservative events. People know Clarence Thomas. They know Jenny Thomas. These people have been who they are. People are learning about it on the outside. But on the inside, people have known about it the whole time. So it's not that big of a surprise. I mean, it's a surprise. Everybody's surprised. But it's less of a surprise for people who have been following them. But for people on the outside, it's almost like that Miranda problem. People on the outside, there's so much for people to be upset about concerning the Supreme Court that aren't related to ethics. So the way I think about it, and obviously people are different and your listeners are different too, but the way I think about it is this is just one more layer, one more ingredient in this stew of really troublesome stuff happening in American constitutional law, happening with the Supreme Court. It sure doesn't help when the Supreme Court is making decisions like this. It has to lean on its credibility. And you have these suggestions that in this incredibly explosive uh, political context, the wife of one of the leading conservative justices has this level of involvement with this explosive a political issue. It doesn't help. Um, but I think for outsiders, the, the the reason people on the outside may not react to it uh, independently is because it doesn't feel independent to them. It feels mixed in with all this other stuff that's going on. I think people are actually quite upset about the Supreme Court in a way they haven't been for a while is what I would say. People get more and less upset at the Supreme Court, but oftentimes you have like the approval ratings for the branches. You know, the Supreme Court is is way ahead um, of all the other branches. And I, I don't think that's the truth. And and I'm not sure the polls capture it all. So as I mentioned, that like as we go along here, Ginny Thomas's name keeps coming up. And I don't just mean putting up Facebook posts, like texting former President Trump's chief of staff and really around the bend conspiracy theory stuff. Like, if this kind of continues to happen, does this hit a critical mass where it's almost untenable, the amount of connection she has to this? Or do you think the people in charge will just kind of keep, well, that's just Jenny and Clarence, you know, what are you going to do? What, what do you, I don't know. I It just seems untenable to me. Yeah, I think one other cautionary tale, which is important and is also pretty new, is, of course, uh, gender roles, family roles haven't always been what they are. And I think it's important to say that without in any way condoning uh, what Ginny Thomas may or may not have done, which, of course, I only know from what I've, I've read as public record, um, without condoning that in any way, I think it's important to, to have some idea that being a, a judge's spouse is not being a judge. And for example, being a president's son is not being a president. So there are a lot of questions that I think on various contexts, people are asking how much of the 
activities of a family member, someone, any person, all these people, not everyone in the world, but all these people are very close to their family who are doing all kinds of things. Clarence Thomas is very, very close to Ginny Thomas, you know, Um, but there has to be space. And we haven't quite figured out, I think, uh, as a legal community, as a country, as a Supreme Court, haven't really figured out exactly where that line is, like how, how much um, uh, space there should be for Jenny Thomas to be her own person and do her own things. Um, you know, she didn't get confirmed to the Supreme Court. She doesn't write the opinions. Um, but I still think, um, I think that in terms of rather than thinking sort of this is just going to escalate or something like this, I, I really think that uh, January 6th um, is a peculiar and unique explosive in the American um, psyche and American politics. You know, uh, of course, there have been other things that have been really upsetting being connected with the Trump administration in that pivotal time of January, having text messages with those political actors in that political time. So upsetting. Uh, but I think we have to hope that's not going to happen again. There aren't going to be events like that again. Uh, Jenny Thomas may well stay very active in very conservative political circles. But God help us, I sure hope she doesn't have any occasion to be connected with a January 6th sort of event again. I, I hope that's at least something that in some part of her, she thinks I shouldn't have done that. I wish I hadn't, in, in hindsight, I don't want to do that again. Uh, but it, you're right. I mean, those are going to be personal decisions that she makes, like a lot of spouses make, in connection with her husband, uh, which a lot of spouses make. Uh, and it's going to reflect on the both of them. It's going to reflect on what the court does. It's going to reflect on the credibility of American law for insiders and outsiders, for everybody. And so I think it is something, you know, if I were giving her advice, I would advise her to tamp down some of those political activities. But nobody has to give her advice to say, don't do January 6th again. Don't do that again. Don't get it associated with that kind of uh, potentially. And I think uh, there are convictions now, you know, riotous and um, maybe even insurrectionists, this sort of words. These are not the words that anybody wants to be associated with, least of all, the spouse of one of the most important judges in the country. We need to take a break. We will have more with Professor Craig Green right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. Back now on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation with Craig Green. You talked about the approval rating and how the Supreme Court had always kind of been ahead of the executive and congressional. It's now down. I think I saw a Gallup poll. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it was taken, but very, very recently it had it at 25%. And I think that was before Roe versus Wade was overturned. I mean, and then you throw something like this on, like, I guess just the average American sitting there watching rights taken away, the complete kind of landscape of the country changed by nine people, specifically six people, one of them whose wife may or may not, you know, we don't know exactly how close to January 6th was, but you talk about credibility. I mean, it's hard for me to make an argument to the average person that now, now it's, you know, it's fine. The institutions will hold like I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you tell people. Yeah. And let me just say two things about that. One is I uh, can't speak to all the details. As you say, they're developing and emerging about Ginny Thomas, but I want to make sure and say she was too close. She was too close to January 6th. She was too close to the Trump administration and the high level Trump officials who were too close to January 6th. Everybody was too close to January 6th. Not a one of them, you know, was sort of storming the Capitol or you know, QAnon shaman or any of those things. These are not the people we're talking about, but like they were, she was too close. Uh, she was too close. The Trump administration was too close 
Uh, all of that is being investigated and exposed, and it's upsetting. And I think a lot of people are finding it upsetting, and I can understand that. Uh, the second thing to say is uh, just to reemphasize for your listeners, you know, this is a transformative period of the Supreme Court. The six to three majority is nothing like anyone alive in this country today has ever seen. And we're seeing it every day. And the 25%, you know, can debate about polls or whatever, but the 25%, I think, has to have been before overturning Roe v. Wade, before striking down a long standing New York state restriction on guns, uh, before overruling Miranda, which could have dramatic consequences in criminal justice across the country or in pockets of the country, to be more precise about it. And I just think all of these things are um, are so uh, disruptive and so upsetting and put such a burden on the credibility of the court in a way we haven't seen that it, in a way, like it's surprising and it's not surprising uh, that the court is an institution that constitutional law as a fabric for the government and society, that those things are under really, really dramatic strain and where does it all head and what do people all do? I think anyone can hear a lot of cynicism about the institution, about the individuals involved, about what does all of it mean. And I think that really threatens aspects of public life in a way we do not need right now, to put it that kind of a way. And the thing I would say is a lot of these uh, things we're talking about with the court are in many respects self-inflicted wounds. Nobody made them overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, nobody made them uh, take aggressive steps to roll back uh, gun regulations. Nobody made them overrule Miranda. Uh, nobody made Ginny Thomas try to get involved in having Mike Pence appoint and announce Donald Trump as the president. You know, nobody nobody did those things except for the particular individuals who were involved. And we 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 all have to hope. Whatever you think of those individuals, we just all have to hope that people will behave better. Because I think the country needs that and the court needs that and constitutional law needs that. They may need more than that. That's what I mean. It's only part of the picture. But I think they definitely need that. And, um, and uh, you know, I don't have any independent reason to be hopeful about it. Um, but, uh, but the court has stumbled on before in the, in the past and the America has stumbled for, uh, forward in the past. And uh, I think we have to stumble forward today and, and try to have these conversations about the kind of expectations we have for people and hope that some of that message gets through because it is going to be their choice every single time. It's their choice. Uh, but we have to hope that they make better choices. And that's, that's what it means to be in power is to have the power to make those choices. And what it means to have a democracy is to have the public talk about it and maybe vote about it. And, um, and uh, I think, you know, some, that there are, I think, I think today one can expect protests. Um, you know, there are going to be protests and this kind of a thing. And the Ginny Thomas part will be, part of the picture you know part of the picture people are upset about it but it's only one part of a bigger picture that's it for this episode of kyw news radio in depth you can listen to the podcast free anytime on the odyssey app and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows i'm matt leon and we'll have another episode out soon